word. Let's say that together. Stand and what? Fight. Today's message, I like talking about men on Father's Day. And the first message was on, you know, uh, things that we can do, God's plan for the man. There's like 19, 18, 19 things on that little card I gave you. Different message right now. It's called avoiding shame. I don't want to shame my family. Say that with me. I don't want to shame my family. I don't want to shame my family. Do you? You want to grow up and be, be ashamed of your family? I don't want to be ashamed. Now, if you have shamed your family, listen to me. The past is the past. I hope you don't ever want to do it again. Say, hope you don't want to do it again. I don't want to be ashamed of my family. So how as a man can you avoid shaming your family? Now, this is a straight-up, plain-Jane message right from one of the Scriptures, one of my favorite passages of Scripture, and we're just going to go into it, avoiding shame. And I saw this years and years ago and wrote down some words that sort of rhyme a little bit, and we're going to see what we can find. Amen? It should be easy for you to remember. This is a message for men, but it's women as well. I'm sure you're going to get in on this and get something out of it. You want to stand and fight the shameful moments in your life? Then you got to own it. You got to take responsibility. Amen. Say, you know, making excuses. That's the worst thing as a ball coach. If you got a team that's excuse making, I can't stand that. You know, last year had a had a uh, situation where the quarterback got the ball in the vicinity of the receiver. I didn't know we had to put it in your pocket. Okay, if the ball is there and you can get to the ball and get your hands on it, then own it. But yet he goes back and he, you know, he fusses at the quarterback that he's not getting a ball. You know what we call that? A big baby. Amen? Say. Come on. Well, that's life. We've got to own our life, guys. We've got to take responsibility. Okay? And live this thing for the Lord. So if there's shame or if the shame comes, there have been shameful moments in the past, you're not going to be any better by making excuses. So let's check it out. King David. We're going to talk about King David a little bit. You're going to learn from this man. He was a man after what? He was a man after God's own heart. And, and people don't even know a lot about the Bible sometimes, but they can remember what King David did. King David had an what? An affair. Boom, you just fill it in. And a lot of things happened to that man. And this man, after God's own heart, who was king of Israel, became a shame. And this is, this is David who killed Goliath. Come on, you can't get better than David, right? And David became a shame. Because of his own passion and not taking responsibility for his ways and his actions. So, he had a shameful moment in his legacy. Now, the beautiful thing is God's a great God. Amen? Say. And God, all God has is sinners to work with. I understand that. But again, we don't need to make excuses about our behavior. We need to own our behavior, confess our behavior, and not repeat that behavior. Yes or no? Amen? Yes or no? Okay? So, let's learn today. So, Let's just take this story and we just put some words up on the screen about King David. How can you avoid shame? The first two words, say those with me if you don't mind. He what? Now, can y'all help me? This will be good if y'all work with me. He what? He stayed. You might not know this story, but if you listen, you won't ever forget it. He stayed. What does that mean? How do you avoid shame? Well, we're going to learn from this, man. First of all, he stayed. Now, that sounds like a good thing. Staying ain't always a good thing. It came to pass, after the year was expired, at the time, say it with me, 
when kings go forth to what? Battle that David, did David go? No. David sent who? Joab, his general. Now, was David a mighty fighting man? Yes or no? Sure he was. He stayed home. Instead, he sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel, and they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. Say it with me, the last little part in yellow. But David tarried still at... So instead of going to battle where he should have been, he stayed. Did you get point number one? Okay. He was somewhere where he didn't need to be. Should he have been on the battlefield? Yes. Was he? No. Point number one, fellas, be where you're supposed to be. I'm grown. I can be anywhere I want to be. You ain't that grown. You need to be where you're supposed to be. Yes or no? Don't mean you can't have life. You can't have fun. You can do all kinds of things out there as a man. But you want to avoid shame. Don't be where you ain't supposed to be. I sound like your mother, don't I? Not like my mother up here. Don't be where you ain't supposed to be. Isn't that plain English? We got that point number one. People get in trouble, not usually when they, where they're supposed to be. They get in trouble where they ain't supposed to be. Yes or no? Y'all relating with me? Good. Here we go. Come on. Number two, say it with me. He what? Wait a minute. He stayed. He what? He played. We just read in the Bible. Gary style. Here we go. It came to pass in the evening. And it's funny. I've had more problems with the devil in the evening than during the daytime. How many other fellows would relate with me on that? When it's more the evening time, I have some little issues. And so we're admitting it. Came to pass in an evening that David arose from off his bed. Was he supposed to be at home or on the battlefield? Battlefield. How many are totally familiar with the story? You're just familiar with it. That's okay. You all right with me going over it again? It's the Bible. Let's see what we can find. He arose from off his bed. He walked upon the roof of the house. Now, he probably had a better roof than you got. And from the roof, he saw a woman what? Washing. Guys, I'm no different than you. And I'm no different than King David. If there's a woman washing and I'm on the roof, I'm probably going to enjoy it. So I don't need to go on the roof. Y'all with me? Come on. If you're visiting today, you're like, he's strange. He's an odd preacher. He's odd. You're saying that because I'm just like you. And you a nut, okay? He walked upon the king's house, and from the roof he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very what? To do what? Look upon. Okay? So he stayed. He played. My words. He's playing. He's, hang on. Hang on, put the heat, back it up. Oh, back it up, back it up, back it up. He played. That's playing. Right? You want to avoid shame? Be where you're supposed to be? 
Don't play with things you don't need to play with. He's playing. Playing's fun. How many like to play? I like to play. Playing's fun. Play with your wife. How about that? Yay. Hello. Can I get some amens from somebody? Come on. Play with your wife. Amen. Come on. He played. So he's up there on the roof and he's playing. This is a king. He's a man after God's own heart. You know, I'll never do that. Well, you're crazy. If a man after God's own heart who killed Goliath, who was a man who wrote songs for the Lord and loved the Lord and sang to the Lord, and man, he was so much more of a man than I am. Ain't funny. If he could have these problems, Gary Clark can have these problems. Okay? So he was playing. Playing ain't good. He should have been off to battle. And he shouldn't have been on that roof playing. And number three, say that with me. He what? So let's review. He stayed. He played. He what? Craved. Okay, like I said, I wrote this years ago. So if you've ever heard this, you heard me say it at some point along the way. But we're saying it again. He craved. And that's what being in the wrong place, playing with the wrong thing, will do to you. It'll put an appetite, something on your tongue. You'll start craving that. Yes or no? Say. Stayed, played, and now he's wanting it. He craved, and he sent, and he inquired after the woman. Who? After his wife? No. After the woman he saw washing, who was very beautiful. And one said, is not this Bathsheba? So he craved, he inquired after, this is Bathsheba. They gave him the lowdown, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of who? I mean, he had all the info he needed, right? Hey, king, this is a married woman. But when you're somewhere you ain't supposed to be, playing with something you shouldn't play with, you might start craving something that ain't yours and you don't need. And that's what happened. This is an old-fashioned man's message today. Are we doing all right? And here's the, here's the bad part for you. If you don't like the message, you're in trouble because you're not going to forget it. Because I'm rhyming it today. Come on. Yeah, you're in trouble. So he craved. He craved. He saw something that wasn't his and he wanted it. And that's what will happen. I'm going to tell you something right now. If Gary Clark goes on the roof of his house every day and looks at some naked woman who's beautiful over there, it's going to be a while Gary Clark's going to want that woman. Do you all hear me, yes or no? Yeah, but you're a pastor. You're not like that. Have you lost your mind? I'm all man all the time. Amen. I don't put on a super preacher coat on or something. I don't have that. Amen. I'm not super preacher. I'm just like you. So... This is tough. So he stayed. Help me now. Don't leave me alone because I'll forget these. It's going to be rough on me. So he stayed. He played. He. Now, this is a bad word coming up now. He what? Let's say that again because you don't want to say that too much. But say it one more time in church. Come on. He what? You're going to tell people today what I talked about. I could hear you already. We're saying words we shouldn't have said at the church house. Let's do it again. Here we go. He stayed. He played. He craved. And he, ouch. And David sent the messengers. Did he know who he was taking? And he took her. 
And she came into him. And he lay with her. That's just a nice way for saying he had sex with her. It's just interesting, for she was purified from her uncleanness. And it's just amazing to me that uh, we try to pretty it up. Amen? I mean, it was appropriate. It was okay for her to do this because she, you know, wasn't that time of the month and it was all good. This is bad, bad, bad all the way. Got it? Yes or no? Y'all hearing me? So, and she returned to her house. This is on the king. I'm not going to make the case against Bathsheba at all. This is on the king. What do you do when you're a subject of the king? Say. Yeah. She was called. That's what she did. This was on the king, a man after God's own heart. So let's review one more time. If this is your first time, you're going to go, wow, he's sure elementary in his preaching. Well, good. This is the kind of message we don't want to get too high above our heads. Because I don't want anybody to forget it. Amen? Was he a man after God's own heart? Was he a great man? He was a great man. So if you think that you're, you know, to him that thinks he stands, take heed lest you do what? Fall, the Bible says. It's a message for all of us. Should we excuse this kind of behavior? Should we excuse it for him? Should we excuse it for ourselves? Does this kind of behavior cause devastation? The worst devastation is this kind of devastation. And you're going to see it. God in living color. If God will judge a man who was a man after his own heart, if he will judge a man who he handpicked to be the king of Israel, he was the youngest, remember? Of what? Did it, was it seven? Okay, he was the youngest. Okay. Unbelievable. Keep looking. He betrayed so review with me one more time. He stayed, he played, he craved, he laid, and he what? Betrayed. And the woman conceived. That's what happens. She got pregnant. We're talking about how to avoid shame. Are we learning anything yet or not? Don't be where you ain't supposed to be. Don't play with things you ain't supposed to play with. Don't crave something that ain't yours. Shouldn't be craved. Don't lay with somebody who ain't your wife. Have we learned that? Number five, he betrayed. She got pregnant. And the woman conceived and sent and told David, I'm, I'm pregnant. And David sent to Joab, his general, Saying, send me Uriah. Now, who is Uriah? Uriah is Bathsheba's what? Now, is Uriah at home having sex with his wife? Or when kings go to battle, is Uriah on the battlefield? Is Uriah where Uriah is supposed to be? Is David where he's supposed to be? No. See the difference? So, he sent for Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent Uriah to David. Now, let's stop right here. How many in this room, you don't know this story? Just be honest with me. You don't know this story, Pastor. Let me see your hand. Okay. Okay. That's probably a third of the audience. How many of you sort of know the story, but you're a little bit, you're a little bit shaky on it? Oh, good. So that's good. Good. I got most of us then. 
The woman conceived, sent and told David. David sent for Uriah. Uriah the Hittite came to David. And when Uriah was come unto David, this is the husband standing before David now, David the king demanded, how are things going on the battlefield? How are the people doing on the battlefield? Boy, he's covering, ain't he? Verse 8, and then David says to Uriah, he gets a little report from Uriah about the battlefield. And he says to Uriah, go to your house and wash your feet. I think that's an interesting word. Wash your feet. I'd wash all of you, okay? Okay, go to your house, wash your feet. And Uriah departed out of the king's house, and there followed him a mess of meat from the king. Now, if you don't know this story, do you see what's happening? Yeah, he's setting him up. Brought him home from the battlefield. He's trying to cover this thing up, isn't he? i got to get the husband home from the battlefield real quick, send him home, and maybe we can wash this thing, sweep this thing under the rug. Y'all seeing it? Yes or no? So, there was a mess of meat that followed from the king. Now, I can only imagine the vittles that you would get from a king. This isn't some little small thing. This is probably some incredible delicacy. So here he is off the battlefield, hadn't been with his wife. This whole time, he gets home to get a report. He, he's, he's told to go bathe and get all fancied up. And this big old dinner's coming with him. Oh, my gosh, you talk about romances in the air, isn't it? Say. But Uriah, listen, Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants. Uriah wouldn't go home to his wife. He slept at, well, we'll back it up. Please, he slept at the door of the king's house with the servants, and he didn't go down to his house. Guys, that man's a better man than most of us. You hear me say, we on the battlefield, you call me home, you're going to send me some grub and all that good stuff and give me some fancy soap to wash with to go for see my wife, I'm gone, bye. But Uriah was a man of honor. You, you hear me? Was David a man of honor? No. This woman, Bathsheba, has a good husband. He's a man of honor. And he won't even go home to his house. And when they told David, saying, because David, you know, is wondering, how did it go? Did he go home? I mean, did y'all get any low down on what they did last night down there at the house? And they said, Uriah didn't go to his house, sir. What? What fool wouldn't go to his house? Come on. David said to Uriah, Camest not thou from your journey? From off the battlefield? What's wrong with you? Why didn't you go home last night down to that pretty woman you got? What's wrong with you? Are y'all listening or not? Keep looking. Uriah said unto David, The ark and Israel and Judah abide in tents. And my lord Joab, my general, and the servants of my lord are encamped in open fields. I'm a soldier. Shall I come home to my house, eat and drink, and lie with my wife? As long as thou livest, as thy soul lives, I'm not going to do that. My comrades are out there on that battlefield fighting, giving their life. They're living in unbelievable situations. I am not coming home and having a party time with my wife. Boy, he's a good man, ain't he? That's the kind of soldier you want at your side on the battlefield. Uriah. Uriah. 
And David said to Uriah, he's still trying to cover this thing up. David said to Uriah, tarry here today also, and tomorrow I'll let you depart. So Uriah abode in Jerusalem that day and the next day. And when David called him, he did eat and drink before him. And King David made Uriah to do what? Drink. And he made Uriah what? Drunk. Now, wait a minute. I'm not a drinker. My mother was a drunk, so I don't drink at all, period. But I've heard that you throw a man a little drink, too, and he'll get a little sexy. Y'all hear me, yes or no? So she, he's, he's loosening him up. Y'all hear me or not? Am I too, is, it, is it the truth or not? Throw some drink in there, and you might do things you otherwise wouldn't do. Is that true or not? Yes or no? So that's what happened. He makes him drunk. And at evening he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his house. So he's drunk and he still ain't going home to lay with his wife. Now that's a good man right there. Y'all hear me? It's a good man or a crazy man, depending on the situation. But it's a good man right here. Amen? So, let's look at, so, so here he is, he is, he, this is a soldier, a good soldier, a good man, Uriah, and David is betraying this man, a man after God's own heart. That's a shame, isn't it? Y'all hear me, yes or no? So how, let's do it, let's, let's back it up, let's bring it back to earth. So number one, he what? He stayed, and then he what? He played, and then he craved, and then he laid and then he he lied like a dog this is in the bible so that we'll be good men guys this is a normal progression we could put david's name or whatever name up there it's a normal progression this is what happens the betrayal and the cover-up and the lying y'all hear me this isn't going to turn out good. Don't go there. You want to avoid shame? Listen today. If you've, if you've shamed your family, your wife, your past, your kids, and the past, whatever it's been, remember this today. Don't do this. That's the message to the man today. Next, he what? What? Slayed. You that haven't seen this story, this is a crazy story, isn't it? And don't forget, this is a man after God's own heart. This is a man who defeated Goliath as a young man, the big giant. This is a man that was handpicked to be the king. He was a sweet singer of Israel. The, the girls went crazy for him whenever he would go after battles. Remember that? They loved David. But David was a pure man. It all started with being somewhere he shouldn't have been. It doesn't mean David was evil to the core. It started right up here. How do you avoid shame? Right back there. It's an ugly story. It came to pass in the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab because the joker wouldn't go home. He wouldn't go home and sleep with his wife, not even when he's drunk. What kind of fool is this? I'm sure David's thinking. 
came to pass in the morning that David wrote a letter to the general Joab. He sent it by the hand of who? Here's a man who's a great soldier, who loves his king, who loves his country, who loves his countrymen, who loves his fellow soldiers. He has in his own hand a letter that's sealed. He doesn't know what's inside that letter. But he's a good soldier, and he's delivering it back to the general. And David wrote in the letter saying to the general, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle. Say hottest battle. Hottest battle. You know what that means, right? Where the enemy fire is the greatest. You put him right there on the front lines. That's what was in that envelope. It's a sad story what can happen to a man, isn't it? And retreat or retire from him. Put him in the hottest front of the battle. And then have the men all pull back. So that he's out there by himself. The lone target. So no way is he not going to get massacred. Isn't this crazy? Didn't this sound like a sinister plot from the most evil person on the planet? Not a man after God's own heart? Guys, we need to be careful. So set him in the hottest forefront of the hottest battle. Retreat from him that he may be what? Killed. Shot. Speared. And what? That's the ultimate goal. Kill him. I don't want to get sideways in the message right now. But this is a message, if you know my life, it hits very close to home. Okay? I'm not going to go there much, but I am going to say this. To be on the receiving end of someone who you're married to, that you love, that commits adultery, it's one of the most painful things I can ever tell you that I've been through in my life. And I wanted to kill myself. It hurt so bad. This is a bad situation, guys. Are y'all listening, yes or no? And that's why it's for guys. And it isn't, This isn't just for men, this, but it's Father's Day, and this is a man right up here, but this is for both of us, right? Yes or no? Come on. This is tough, guys. So kill him. I want him dead. And, of course, Joab's not privy to all this. Why? He don't know. Joab's a general. He takes David's a man of honor. If David says this, it's going to happen because he's got a good reason, and it's a godly reason. He didn't know, though, David had fallen off the wagon. That's a problem. And it came to pass when Joab observed the city that he assigned Uriah unto a place where he knew that what were? The valiant killers were. He assigned him to that spot. And the men of the city went out. They fought with Joab. And there fell some of the people of the servants of David. More than just Uriah died. So more people are dying. All for this sinister plot. To betray and now to kill this man. Because David's trying to do what? He's trying to cover it up. And there fell some of the people of the servants of David and Uriah the Hittite did what? He's dead. And Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war. Last two years ago at football at Lemon Bay High School, maybe it was three years ago, there was a young man on our team named Uriah. I've never heard of a fellow named Uriah. And so I asked him, 
I went to him and I said, son, do you know what your name means? He said, no, sir. Because I didn't want that boy going through life. This is a name that if you don't know what it means, it's not a good, it's not the best name to have, is it? Y'all hear me, yes or no? If you didn't know the story, this is a man who had an affair with this woman and ended up killing this guy named Uriah. If that's all you know, that's not good. So I told him that his name meant a mighty warrior. I don't know if his name means that or not, but it means that to me. I told him it meant an honorable soldier. I told him it meant the best team player there ever was. Isn't that what his name means to you? Wasn't that what kind of guy he was? And so me and Uriah, we formed a bond, you know, on the team and stuff like that. But I always, and I would ask him, what does his name mean? He'd always shouted out what his name meant. I did not want that kid to go through life thinking that his name just meant somebody that was killed by the king just to get his woman. That's no good, is it? Yes or no? Uriah, a good man. And when the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she did what? No doubt she loved her husband. Okay? I'll leave it up to you to figure out all this stuff, but this was the king. She was pulled into this crap. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house. And she became his what? His wife. And bare him that son. But don't forget the last line here. Read that last line out loud with me. But the thing that David had done displeased the Displeased the Lord. Our message today is how do I avoid shame? Let's go back and review. Let's see if this will help us avoid some shame. Because it can get ugly if you don't watch it. It can get ugly in a heartbeat. And it can get out of control. So let's start at the beginning. He what? He stayed. So don't be where you ain't supposed to be. You want to avoid shame? Number two, he what? Don't be playing with stuff you shouldn't be playing with. Understood? You feel like you're at youth group or something? You'll be fine. Number three, he what? He craved. Don't be surprised the thing you're playing with, you're going to want to be playing with a lot more and a lot more, and it's going to get crazy. It's going to get intense. He craved. Number four, he what? He laid. Full-blown now. Acting it out. Fifth step, he what? Betrayed. Betrayed. Anytime something like this happens, this is how you shame a family. Because this, this is incredible betrayal that takes place. And then lying has to take place and covering up has to take place. It, it's horrible. Yes or no? Number six, he what? He slayed. And this whole story, guys, we need to avoid this because, because whether, whether the person we screw around with or whatever... You know, maybe there's not a murder like there is here. But trust me, there's death. There's death. It's a horrible pain. It's a horrible feeling to feel when you've been betrayed. Amen? Y'all listening. How many knows what pain that is? got to quit. How many knows what that pain of betrayal feels like? Can I see your hand? Is it a horrible feeling? Avoid it at all costs. i got to quit. So what happened? Keep looking. And the Lord sent Nathan unto David. He came unto him and said unto him, Nathan's a prophet, by the way. There were two men in one city, the one rich, the other poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks. So David, is, the prophet Nathan is telling David a story. 
this is all covered up. It all looks good. Everybody's going to live happily ever after. But God's displeased. And you're not going to live happily ever after. It's going to be a problem. But the poor man had nothing. So back it up. So the poor man had, back it up, Roger, I'm sorry. The Lord sent Nathan, there came unto him, and said unto him, to David, there were two men in one city. The one was rich, the one was poor. The rich man had so many lambs and flocks and herds, it won't even funny because he was rich. But there was a poor man that had nothing save one little ewe lamb, which he bought and he nourished it up, and it grew up together with him and with his children. It did eat of his own meat and drank of his own cup. It was like an inside pet. It lay in his bosom. And and it was unto him as a daughter, this little lamb that was a pet to this poor man. And there came a traveler unto the rich man, and he spared to take of his own flock and of his own herd, even though he had tons of them, to dress it for the stranger, wayfaring man that was coming to him. But this rich man took what? The poor man's what? Lamb. The man had one little lamb. That was it. But the rich man took the poor man's lamb. He dressed it for the man that was come in to him, so killed it. What a horrible story, isn't it, say? And David, King David, because King David is a good man. A lot of him is good. He's had a great life, a man after God's own heart. So the prophet tells David this little story, and David's anger was what? It was greatly kindled against the man. He was incensed. What? He said to the prophet, as the Lord lives, this man that's done this thing shall surely what? Aren't we so quick to judge? We know what's right for other folk. How about for us? The man that did this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing. Because this guy had no pity on him, on that lamb. Okay? Keep looking. And Nathan said to David, and Roger, we're going to quit because I'm out of time. Is that okay, buddy? You think we'll be all right? And David, Nathan said to David, you're the man. You're the man. You're the man. I was just telling you a little story. See how you'd answer. But you're the man. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel. I delivered you out of the hand of Saul. I gave you thy master's house, thy master's wives into your bosom. God speaking, I gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if, you, if, if that had been too little, God says, I would have given moreover unto you this and that and even more. But you had to have it your way. Are you all listening? You got the story? Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? You have killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword. You've taken his wife to be your wife. You've slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. You used the enemy's sword to kill a good man on the front lines. Now, therefore, the sword, say that with me. Therefore, the what? The sword shall never depart from your house. And this is a man after God's own heart, handpicked. He loved him. But he said, the sword's never going to depart from your house because you have despised me. You've taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, behold, say it with me, the, that part in the green. I will raise up evil against thee out of your own what? House. I will take thy wives before your eyes. I will give them to your neighbor. 
He shall lie with your wives in the sight of the sun. What you've done in secret, it's going to be exposed out in the daylight. You're going to have to look at it and see it going on. For you did it secretly, God says, but I'm going to do this before all of who? Is this a great, hard lesson for us to learn today in the Bible? Y'all okay on, on Father's Day? Amen. Y'all all right? So that's the time. Come on, praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Now, there's more to the message, Raj. It's only up to you if you want to see. It's hard for me to just unpack everything, but I know there's four things, three or four things that happen. I can just go through them. The sword never departed. Number one, the baby died. Baby died. Okay? David grieved and mourned. David got right with God. You can't undo the crap. Amen? Say, it's happened. But, so the baby died. That was part of the judgment. So the baby died. David said it's going to be restored fourfold, that lamb. Remember? He said that. David said it's going to happen fourfold. He's going to repay him four times because he killed that little lamb. Well, God used the four. One fold, the baby died. Twofold, the sword's not going to leave your house. There's going to be pain in your house. David's son, Amnon, raped his sister in the family. That's some serious pain, isn't it? Okay? Dad, what you do matters. Did you hear me? Yes or no? The way you live, the way you love Mama, the way you do the right thing, it does matter. Come on. That's what this message is about today. Threefold Absalom, a brother, a son of David, kills another son, Amnon. Can you imagine that in a family? Here's a dead baby, all because a king wasn't where he's supposed to be. Dead baby, judgment on this crazy family. And don't think that this kind of behavior don't screw a family up. This kind of behavior destroys a family. Y'all hear me, yes or no? What started out just staying and playing and craving... And some sex turns out to be a disaster. And that's what happens. Fourfold David's son, his own son, Absalom, revolts against his kingdom and forces David, King David, out of Jerusalem. So he loses his own kingdom. To who? His own son. Is this crazy? Did we get your attention today, yes or no? David's general, Joab, kills David's son. Here's his general that he loves. David's general kills his own son with three darts through his heart. What's the general supposed to do? He's loyal to King David, right? Kills his own son. Is this all a shame? Isn't this a shame that this happened? We'd be wise to avoid it. Amen? You okay? How do you avoid shame? Be where you're supposed to be. Do what you're supposed to do. Desire who you're supposed to desire. Have sex with who you're supposed to have sex with. Is this pretty plain English today on Father's Day? Did we get it, yes or no? I know you don't want to. David did what he could after he did what he done. David did what he could after he did what he done. He did what he could after he did what he done. He did it. He took responsibility for it. He pleaded for God's what? Mercy. Amen. And that's what you do. But the best thing he could have done is to avoid it altogether. I know you don't want to, but can we thank the Lord for the message today? Amen. Come on. I know you don't want to. 
Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. And now.